welcome to another edition of the Capiche <coughs> Filmcast. Stephen Barry here with co-host Scott Armour. Hello. We are here outside. We are outside <laughs> a, in sunny Nielsen. It is a brilliant sunny day and we've decided to do this podcast outside and enjoy the actual sunshine for this summer. Brief, a fleeting yeah. moment in Scotland. Yep. So uh, we can only <coughs> apologise for any uh, qualities in sound. That, um, you'll hear birds tweeting, a dog yapping perhaps, yep. things like that. Uh, the wind might be a factor. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully this isn't all in vain, and it's actually terrible when we listen back to this. Yeah. And also, we apologise for the next hour and a half of me and Steve just gas bagging. Yeah, yeah. That's probably going to be the most offensive thing people will listen to. So you're probably wondering what we're going to be talking about today, mm. or one listener, if you're listening. Uh, Hi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> starting to get a bit creepy now, isn't it? Like this is one person just listening. I'm, I'm essentially just saying hello to myself. Yeah. And I'm myself, and I'm editing it. Uh, no, we are going to be doing a spoiler special for hmm, what film? What was that big film that came out? Big film? No, I don't think. Uh, it, I think it was an independent. It was one, an independent it? made, wasn't it? Uh, it was, it was a, like a spin-off of. It was one of those comic key book type films. Mm. Marvel, Marvel. Marvel something? Was it? Uh, no, I think it was a DC. Marvel Revengers. DC Reven- Justice Infinity, I think right, it was that called. was it. I think it was Marvel Revengers Justice <laughs> Infinity. Of course, we are talking about uh, the Marvel film Avengers, Avengers Infinity War, <laughs> the third in the trilogy of Avengers films, but of course, film, oh, I'm going to take punt 19 in the, mm, the series. It's definitely there and thereabouts. So, yeah, 19 films in. Uh, pretty good run and uh, this is one of the most highly anticipated films of the year probably I think it's yeah. it might be one that it might be the biggest I think and some commercial level Jurassic World <clears throat> is uh, oh. one of the bigger ones but we won't go into that so yeah we have uh, let's establish uh, the credentials in terms of how many times we've seen it well so I've one. only seen it only seen it once in the cinema yep same so Ideally, I would have liked to have watched it at least once more mm. before we do this podcast, but just the way things have worked out, we've, uh, yeah. we're just going to do it on our first. So, you know, might not be as um, in-depth an analysis uh, as some other yeah. uh, podcasts, spoiler specials, but we're just going to give you our thoughts, essentially, uh, on the film. Take, try and take you through as much as we can. There's a lot of it. Yeah. What, two and a half hours, most? Two almost. and a half hours, and not a minute is wasted in this film. Absolutely not. No, in fact, I actually think... Again, I would have, I wouldn't have minded if it if it went to the three hour mark, um, because I think to be honest, it easily could have. Yep, I agree. You know, it could have, and it, see, to be honest, in terms of some scenes, I'm not saying that this this maybe detracts from the overall my overall opinion of the film. I think some scenes could have done with longer, and it's crazy saying that in a two and a half hour film. There's probably a great edit somewhere that yeah. we made on a, on a DVD. Yeah. The, the extra scenes that were cut. There was a seven so hour, many, a yeah. seven hour long version. An epic. Yeah. This film was so well paced. The characters weren't established. That was one of the things, yeah. one of the criticisms I think we'll have to draw on. That the film had to essentially just, you know, start get just get you in there yeah. and not explain. You know, if it tried to establish all the characters and all the relationships for yeah. anyone who hadn't seen any of those films, we'd still be watching this yeah. film right now. Yeah. But you know, I think it, there was a good decision made. It was just you know, start from the ground running kind of thing. Yeah. I know and it is I suppose again one of the one of the downsides to the film, it's not a film that you can actually just watch without having not you watched need, the previous you, MCU films. It's a, yeah, it's a weird qualification you need to yeah. go in with some I would say the main films um are probably Black Panther, Thor Ragnarok, Captain um, America Captain Civil America War. Captain America Civil War. They're, they're pretty much the the most recent the, the two Guardians films, specifically two probably. Aye, yeah. And 
Probably the Winter Soldier, maybe as well. I don't know. Um, uh, probably just because it's a cracking movie. Ah, uh, well, just watch that's it. A, yeah. <laughs> but I, aside the obvious, yeah. Yeah. Most of the films I would highly recommend. But yeah, okay. So let's start with uh, the Russos directed this. These guys yep. did. They've done. Um, the, did they do Civil War? They did Civil right. War. So these guys are, you know, they are well versed in the Marvel mm-hmm. Studio uh, style yeah. and a proven track record with uh, Kevin Feige, the sort of showrunner, the producer. Yeah, yeah. The guys know what they're doing. Um, great. Two of them, I've, I've heard an interview with them and they have a weird sort of dynamic where mm-hmm. they don't have to say, they almost get each other. Aye. Like, Aye. one will speak to one actor, the other will speak to another actor, but they don't have to speak to them because it's like they're, like they're one Aye, being. Almost to, uh, it's yeah. an amazing thing, these guys. Um, so, great directors and I think they've, uh, from a directorial uh, point of view, this was one of the most ambitious projects that I think... Mm-hmm. Phase three we're in, right in the sort of getting to the end mm. end game of this phase three that Marvel are in. Yeah. To have all of these franchises stand on their own and then culminate in this and what well this two parter oh, essentially it's, it's, is amazing. Aye. I mean you think in previous films, you know, like in terms of the, the trilogies, you know, you had Lord of the Rings, you know, the, the Star Wars, all these kind of Star Wars is probably I suppose you could count the James Bond because James Bond mm. is just it's so many different, so many different films uh, for the Bond franchise, but this is this is almost truly unique because there's trilogies within a trilogy, a trilogy it's, within. A, I don't even know what you would call a 19 it's, film. It's, 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 that's why everyone's trying to copy this. Yeah. Like nobody's 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 yeah. doing this. The, the DC are failing miserably. I think I think I think when you obviously in hindsight it's it's a great thing, but when you look back, it's like the problem that DC have got is they've probably got about maybe seven or eight years to catch up on DC. Mm. DC just, uh, sorry, uh, Marvel just went, do you know what? I think, I think, I think Iron Man was the first mm-hmm. and then Hulk, the uh, Edward Norton's Hulk was loosely, it is tied in. I think, Because Robert uh, Downey Jr. is actually in the end of that film. Is he, is he actually? Yeah, he's in at the end. Uh, definitely? Yep, yeah, definitely. Right, okay. Um, I always thought they started from Iron Man, but there was a loose thread that you could kind of use. He was definitely the Hulk in the Hulk guy. I know that with the recasting of the Hulk, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel really the also same. Also, the guy who is head of, I can't remember what you call them, but he basically, it's when Tony Stark is signing over the Avengers in Civil War to the kind of general guy, and he's always saying that you're going to be, he's in, I think he is actually in, um, I think he's in Avengers as well, uh, Infinity War as well. Grey-haired, silver-haired guy, kind of, kind of general. Um, he's meant to be the head of the of the of this uh, Avengers thing. He's a, he's in he's in the Incredible Hulk. Okay, yeah. Because it's his daughter that um, Banner is like kind of seeing. I think it's uh, what do you call her, Liv Tyler. Oh yeah, I think okay, it's, yeah. I think it's Liv Tyler that's yeah. in the Incredible Hulk, and it's his daughter. And then he has the conversation with Stark at the end. Mm-hmm. So so all these characters are still tied in. I'm sure that is anyway. I hope I'm not wrong, or else I might just sound like an absolute idiot. We'll check it after the podcast, uh, and if we're wrong, of course it's getting cut. <laughs> uh, right. Um, yeah. but no, absolutely amazing. And and again, I think that's why now DC are looking back and going, God, we, we should have just made the time and, mm-hmm. the, and the effort just to actually yeah. pa- pan out a plan. Yeah. It's almost as if the, the Marvel team have just went, well, we're going to start the studio. And whether or not they've seen the end game. At Infinity War or Infinity War Part Two, where they've just said, "I think let's just throw yeah. this film out." And and I, I suppose the plus side of the the Iron Man was just such a 
a success. It was a it was a turning point yeah. where we 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 Blades was one of the arguably in 1998 the first, yeah, first of the sort Marvel, of modern yeah. day comic book style mm. uh, films, and it was that was a success, but it didn't generate the same. Uh, it took a while before I think the Spider Man films were maybe after yeah. that. X Men. X Men. X Men was 2000. Yeah. So yeah, okay, the films were starting to come out. Um, everyone was dabbing their hand in. Yeah. They weren't the the sort of world dominating um, commercial success mm-hmm. quite the same way as I think Iron Man really yeah. was. I think that was the one where um, and, at this point it felt like Marvel were then kind of starting to com- yeah. culminate the cast mm-hmm. for you know multi-contract deals to say yeah. look we're really planning something big here and we're not going to let on. In fact was, was when was when was Batman Begins because Batman Begins I'm uh, sure 2005. Aye so then Iron yeah, Man was think... Iron Man was later mm-hmm. so almost that 2008. I think it was 2008 so Iron Man was a good few years after like the resurgence of Batman but Batman Batman Begins in the, in the Dark Knight trilogy never really Obviously, it is DC. Technically well, as those class, films had their own. Um, they changed <laughs> cinema in another way. Everyone started going darker because yeah. of those films. Yeah. They, the style of those films um, changed a lot of mm-hmm. uh, heads. The Nolan style became. You could see it in other. Like, I think the Fantastic Four tried to copy that a wee bit, a wee bit darker. Even Man of Steel. The, the the DC universe has been kind of yeah. following in that look um probably to its detriment i don't think they've been able to nail them well i think i think that's i think that just briefly because uh, sort of ah yeah <laughs> we, we haven't bit. started I scene that, one yet of Infinite I, I, I think that's probably the problem with dc is the fact that nolan set that out but wasn't which his trilogy was never going to be part of any kind of dc universe or wider dc universe he was always going to be that trilogy mm-hmm. and that's it um, I think the problem with that is, is that Man of Steel came out and it's still Zack Snyder followed that dark, grim, kind of more serious look at who Superman is, and it's you know he is an alien and it's an alien coming to terms with who he is and blah blah blah. The, I think the problem now is seeing how Marvel approach their films, which there is some some there is drama in them, but they're all just fun. It's fun. Yeah, and, the, and I think it, now DC and the problem with, like, for example, the Justice League film, is you're actually now watching a Superman character who has been. We've seen him in two films, and he's a very serious guy. However, in Justice League, he's trying to make quips and yeah. and 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 to make fun of a situation, and it just doesn't work anymore. Yeah, there's a Marvel formula. We will come to Infinity War at some point in this podcast. No. By the way, um, there is a Marvel formula that. Uh, you, you can see people compare the films to they're all very different in their own way of yeah. course I don't think it, it can sometimes relegate it a bit or um, to, you know to the point of the Marvel formula they're using it again 18 films but when you look at them differently there's certain ones I mean look at Thor Ragnarok and how different that is oh, in comedy oh, to the other films yeah. it's, it's a weird offbeat think, New Zealand think, you know but you know I think again it's a credit to Marvel and how they do it right because Thor uh, Thor one mm-hmm. is a really good film. Mm-hmm. I love Anthony Hopkins. Chemistry between Thor and Loki is brilliant. Um, Thor two was was the weaker of the three. Yes, probably. And, and it was probably because is it Tom uh, Eccleston? Mm-hmm. Not Tom Eccleston. Malakesh. Aye, Malakesh. Sorry, the, but he was a. Was really, it Malakesh? Malakesh. Aye, Mal- Malakesh. Uh, I think it was. Uh, let me check that. He's a really poor villain, and the overall film is just. I thought it was just really poor and flung together. Yep. But what they did was actually they got is it Taiki. Taika Waititi. Aye, I can never say his name. Aye. I can never remember his name. But he, they got obviously someone in completely different, and just took it to a different approach. And rather than just say, okay, let's just do the same as what we've did, completely, almost as if within his own trilogy, 
gave Thor a complete makeover uh-huh. and a different yeah. approach. Yeah. And I think it's I think it's it's such a brave thing to do. <laughs> Very brave. And it's that they do seem to love mixing it up by their third film in yeah. the series. Maybe not for Iron Man. Well, they changed it up a bit, didn't they? They changed the, the sort of the, it was a different feeling. You don't like it as much, but it was a risk going a bit more they had to, I just I didn't like emotional the, the, stuff well there was that but it was the Mandarin and it was um, God why can I never remember his name well I think did this in the last podcast but anyway he played the Mandarin and uh, Guy Pearce played Aldrich Killian mm-hmm. and it was just it just wasn't great it just it just wasn't great I think Civil War is a good example of it being and again slightly different from the other two it feels it feels kind of like an Avengers film well I actually um, think Captain America Winters I actually think Captain America is probably the most solid of the th- of the three films. Yeah. I think he's got a, a much more solid trilogy. Yeah. Because I really like. Actually, when I first seen Captain America, I didn't really. There was a section of the film where I actually lost me a bit, and it was when he was doing the whole parading about and doing the whole stars and stripes and mm-hmm. star bangled man, and he wasn't a character I was too excited about. Yeah. By in the first film. Yeah. I didn't. I I, I will say here. I'm not a. Uh, I've never read Marvel comics. I've never really read comic books. Mm. They're not something I've ever uh, been interested in. I, not that I'm actively against it. I just never. No, I never done it. Eh? So I came to these films. The first film I seen was Avengers, the first Avengers film, yeah. and was blown away by it. I could see the writing from Joss Whedon and the directorial stylings of Joss Whedon, and that was the entry yeah. for me. I'm a massive Buffy fan, and that was uh, exciting for me and got me interested. And I started watching the other films with yeah. a slight interest to see what what was going on, and then realised the ambition and the scale of yeah. this Marvel machine. And and I was just so impressed as each film has come out. I'm like, God, this these Marvel guys mm. really know what they're doing, and you can see why everyone's copying them. Uh, so yeah, that's essentially where I'm coming from in terms of you know my history with or non-history with comic books. Yeah. in the films but let's actually now start yeah aye, right okay so we've, we've, we've established that Marvel know what they're doing yeah aye. so this film right this film begins with it's a build, building up to the, the, the culmination of the, the Infinity War right it's essentially t- it's, it's essentially kickstarts immediately yep. after Thor Ragnarok yep and Thanos is hunting for the stones, the Infinity Stones. Yeah, for it's, his the, it's the one that's ambition. in Tesseract. So what is that one? Is that the, I think uh, the Space Stone? stone no. We see essentially a battered, well, Loki and Thor. Thor is currently been, he's, uh, Thanos has basically got him by the skull yeah. and like kind of crushing his skull, threatening Loki. Um, Loki tries his uh, sort of devious magic to you know, hide the stone or try and like, you know, get one over Thanos, but you know, obviously Thanos is an absolute beast. It's a um it's interesting seeing Loki in this, um briefly. Yeah. So this is where this is the one of the first of the I think proper deaths. Yeah. Should we should again just reiterate Spoiler. Spoiler, yeah. If you have not watched this film, why the hell are you listening I to this? Do not listen to this. Uh we're gonna talk about spoilers. I. e. Loki dies. Aye, aye. <laughs> uh, Loki and Heimdall. Heimdall. Idris Elba's character. Which is just amazing, right? Uh, Idris Elba, one of the biggest actors currently, and all he does in this film is lie down just under like, Thanos' yeah. boot and then yeah. get killed. And then just get stabbed. Um, I actually at one point was wondering if it even was Idris Elba. You couldn't see him too clearly, and I was no, thinking def- they, they could have just had anything yeah, else. Definitely was. I actually kind of I was disappointed at how his character. It's maybe one of the things that was disappointing about Thor Ragnarok at how kind of underused he was, mm. because he's got all these powers about you know summoning the the powers the 
power of the Bifrost and all that kind of stuff, and the, the, basically he can see everything. He can see, you know, all type thing. They establish how powerful Thanos is, that he overpowers people uh, like him. Yeah. Loki, Thor are, uh, you know, insects to him, essentially. And not only that, it was... Because he obviously overpowers Thor, because Thor is, at this stage, hammerless. Mm. And Loki, obviously, god of mischief, but he's not necessarily renowned for pure power. Um, no, it's the smarts yeah, and things, uh, the manipulation yeah, of yeah. events. Um, <clears throat> however, you do see uh, Hulk being unleashed on Thanos, and it's almost as if you see, it's almost as if Thanos relishes it, because I think Thanos is, is Thanos's sidekick. Um, is it Maw? Uh, yes, is it Ebony? Ebony, Ebony Maw, I think Maw. it is. Yeah. Um, he actually goes, no, let him have his fun. Mm-hmm. And then, so you see Thanos is like, oh, here we go here. I'm, yeah. I'm in a fight. Um, but it's, it gets to the point where, again, you're watching this and you think, oh, that, the Hulk's actually actually winning here. And then Thanos just stops what he's doing, grabs the Hulk with the two hands and then just easily moves him aside and then absolutely throws the Hulk about. I kind of similar. So basically Thanos does to the Hulk what the Hulk did to Loki in Avengers. Yeah, it was fascinating to watch. A really well shot scene. Aye. I loved the Hulk in that. Unfortunately, we don't really see much of the Hulk yeah. properly. Yeah, we'll talk so, about that yeah, a bit later. We'll come to that later, but it was a great scene and established how yeah. powerful and menacing this character Thanos is. A character I am not familiar with. Yeah. I've only heard about the name. I think it, I think it set the tone for the whole film yeah. because you thought, right, okay, so Hulk's just to his arse handed to him and Loki and Heimdall have been murdered. Yep. So This is okay, a character not to mess with. Because there was the, the annoying thing about Avengers Infinity War, there was a lot of fan theories and there was a lot of... In fact, actually, it's really funny. There's an interview between Mark Ruffalo and Don Cheadle. Have you ever seen it? No. Right? It's really funny, but really awkward to watch. So, <laughs> Mark Ruffalo is saying at the end of... I think they're promoting... I, I don't know if it's Thor Ragnarok, or I don't know if it's Civil War, right? But... Mark Ruffalo goes, somebody asks, oh, what do you make about somebody dying in whatever film? And Mark Ruffalo goes, well, if you think that's bad, you should see the next one because everybody dies. Uh-huh. And Don Cheadle just goes, no, 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 mate, no, no, enough. And then he's like, oh, well, and then he tries to backtrack and he's like, oh, not everyone dies. <laughs> and he's like, ah, mate, just, just wrap it. Uh-huh. It's really awkward, but it's really funny in the same sense. So there's so many... There's so many fan theories. Obviously, um, Spider-Man. Who plays Spider-Man? Tom Holland. He's tried to ruin... There's loads of funny uh, clips of him and Benedict Cumberbatch doing the rounds. And every time someone asks Tom Holland a question, Benedict Cumberbatch just goes, I'll answer that. <laughs> so, yeah, the, I remember seeing Tom Holland on the Graham Norton show. Yeah. He makes light of that because yeah. he says uh, they, they, they didn't really give him a script. They yeah. just told him on the, the day or something. Like, they don't Aye. tell him anything else that's going on. So, so cause he's, he was a, he was, so there was so many fan theories, but there was all the fan theories of or it's Iron Man that's going to die. It's going to be a big hitter. It's going to be either Iron Man or Captain America, definitely. Um, because obviously Chris Evans had said that this is he's not signing the new a new contract mm. for Avengers sort of thing. This is going to be his last, the same as the same as Chris Hemsworth. But so when you so when you you've got this kind of thing in the back of your mind where okay, I know something big's going to happen, but then when you see how quickly Loki, who was one of the main antagonists throughout the entire nineteen films, almost. Mm just dies yeah that. I had a suspicion he was going to die yeah. I listened to the Empire podcast they did uh, not it was a, a, a Loki life 
review mm-hmm. special, which is t- talking about his character, his uh, journey almost. His now. experience is playing the character Loki. Although it didn't necessarily give away anything, it didn't yeah. tell you about this film. It to me kind of said the end has came. Yeah. And it was an interesting thing. So I half expected Loki to go in this film. I knew casualties were going to happen. God, I just didn't um, think it was going to be but that quick. I did think it would be. Uh, well, once they had them at the start. I realised it might, but again, it's still shocking to see. Yeah. And you know, this is a character death that's going to stick. Yeah. We'll get to it later. Why we're saying that? Because mm-hmm. essentially, well, the end. Well, well Mark, it, Mark yeah. Ruffalo was right. Yeah. There is a a way to say it. Essentially, yes. Half of the universe dies in this <laughs> I, film. Yeah. That must be the the most deaths in a film probably yeah. ever. Yeah, recorded. he's definitely get more. He's definitely got. A, could he have a higher death count than Vader? I think so, because yeah. he naturally half of the universe. Yeah. I don't think Vader even no. comes close to Who that. Who do you think would win out a fight between Darth Vader and Thanos? Ooh. All Vader, all if, Vader. If, if, if Thanos has all the Infinity Stones, he just has to just will Vader to... <laughs> all Vader would need to do, though, is just one swipe of the... the, the... He wouldn't get close to him with the reality stone and things like that. What if Vader... He would turn, he would turn Vader, Vader into force, a baby. What if he force-choked him before he could do anything? I'd, Nah, we didn't get close to him. Uh, we'll uh, leave our fan fiction aside <laughs> and get back to discussing the film. We're still discussing the first scene. We will move yeah, yeah, faster let's, uh, let's move forward on. Right, so so... We'll, we'll talk about Thanos as a character then, right? Because uh, this film is kind of his yeah. film. He is one of the first characters we see. Yeah. The kind of film more or less opens with him. He is the final character we see in the end. Yeah. It's kind of his journey. The film ends by saying Thanos will return. Mm-hmm. An interesting uh, turn of events that the the villain of the film is kind of his film, which is fascinating. He's uh, yeah, I mean he's, he is the he is the villain, but I mean you can there's 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 we were talking off air and it was it was the it was the similarity similarity sorry between him and Killmonger of mm-hmm. and and I'd say that the previous two antagonists of the two Marvel films Black Panther and, and Avengers Infinity War they're actually really good bad guys because do you know what they've got they have got motive yeah which is it's not just blind crush kill destroy yeah it's uh, like you know killmongers was your user hiding yourselves from your people who are going through slavery you know they're all oppressed you know i, I get it but there's obviously a way going around it it's obviously not the right way he did it but i understand the moral behind it yeah the thing thanos that, yeah. is thanos I'm pretty sure half of his world was wiped out. There was was there not was there not some form of genocide in his world, or was he involved in it? I don't really know. I can't. That's uh, that's where, this is that, where my lack of comic book knowledge. I don't think it's in. comic book. It so. does it does it. He does explain it in the film. Right. He explains it to Stark in that. This is where I'd, I'd need to see the film again because it's it's the dialogue that I forget. Mm. It's part of that dialogue, but I'm sure he explains it in the film that this is what he did. Um, and he was almost... His goal is to somehow try... He thinks in his warped, twisted version of how things work, yeah. he thinks he's actually making the world better for the people in it if he essentially eradicates, eradicates uh, half, yeah, half of the universe. universe. I think with no judgement on who it is, rich, poor, but is there, alien is, races, but humans... Is there, a, is there a judgement? No, he, he, he did it so, so random. It's completely random. I don't yeah. think he um he has no um 
does he have a particular, say in it? I don't know how. This is where the I mean, comic bookness of it is. Yeah. Just like I don't know how he, if he thinks it and it just happens <clears> and things like that. The machinations of what I how actually done it. Because that plan is incredibly flawed. In about yeah. seventy years' time, the world will have repopulated again, and he'll have to keep doing it every yeah. seventy years. Um, he thinks he's making it a better place, having less people. The resources in the world can only accommodate if yeah. we keep doing this. That is his version of a better world, and he thinks the people remaining will be so thankful. Yeah. And he does say he would be sitting sunset, you know, sun rising at the end of the film, you know, on a smiling world. Yeah. And essentially, the film kind of ends with that. Yeah. Of course, I don't think they're smiling about it. No. But it's you know, it's a weird, uh, amazing, amazing end. Yeah. To the film. Aye, it's gobsmacked. Let's, takes your breath away type thing yeah well, we know that we don't have to structure this from starting let's no. talk about the end like this I watched that and this, the, the silent in the cinema and it was just amazing that is the yeah. is the, <clears throat> the reveal happened where he's got the final stone yeah and the characters start turning to dust yeah he basically so Thor Thor is there's, there's a funny thing in the film that it's like they're all very it shows the it shows the Avengers as as a whole, so obviously now you, you've got to, you've got to include the Guardians of the Galaxy as that whole one, all that Avengers, everyone's mm-hmm. fighting against Thanos, so they're all the one team, but they're so selfish because Thor got Thor's the kind of guy that he, he he wants revenge and he wants to see that he's the boss, right? So think about this: at the start of the film, Thanos bitches Thor, kills his brother, leaves him in space floating, right? But in the end, Thor had said to him. I'll 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 be back for you, or I'll stop you, or he says, you know. So he's he's always thinking. So Thor could have went for his head. He could have killed Thanos outright, but he wanted to tell Thanos to his face, "I've I've defeated you." And that's when Thanos goes, "You should have aimed for the head." Mm-hmm. And then he clicks his fingers. Yeah. So it's almost it's almost a there's there's so many points of that film where they do you know what they actually could have stopped Thanos there's if it wasn't for their f- own. There's a few culprits that are guilty of. Well, I think the main one's Star Lord. Star Lord is one of the main ones. Doctor Strange, to an extent, mm. he is able to then reverse his mistake by trying to push the timeline. The correct he's able to envision. All the different ra- kind of. Uh, I don't. I, I haven't judged Doctor Strange until I've seen part two because I think he. I think he's. There's still a big. That's still a. It's. It's not a plot plot hole, but it's certainly something. It's. It's. I think it's something that's going to be discussed or or revisited in the next film because Doctor Strange says, "I've got 14 million or whatever." Right. So he mentions that statistic that there's one in what there's 14 one million. Yeah. Think about it. Right. So when when before they go to Titan. Doctor Strange is saying to Tony Stark, "If there's a, if I need to make a choice between your life and the Time Stone, it's your life that's going right." So he's very, very staunch about it, and he's not going to give this right, up lightly. Yeah. However, when he when he has those visions, when it's when Tony Stark's been speared by Thanos and he's Thanos is about to kill him, Doctor Strange easily gives up the Time Stone mm. for Tony Stark's life because he knows that's actually because he knows that, that he knows that he's probably seen it and said actually. I've seen how this ends. It's not going to end well, but do you know what? We can actually, aye. we can actually, we can push the timeline into the correct way aye. somehow. Aye. Which I think they stand a chance. I've, yeah, actually okay, got, I've actually got a theory on how they would do it. Okay. So I think the so see Ant Man, right? Ant Man, they always talk about qu- quantum going going. Um, is it, is it quantum? It's not sub. It's not sub. Quantum or something like that, but basically they can they can go so small they essentially go back in time 
I think Ant-Man's going to be a massive part of the next Avengers film, and I think that's why he's not in the. It was a weird inclusion. Uh, sorry, exclusion. Uh, him and Clint, as in yeah. uh, Hawkeye, yeah. Jeremy Renner. Both actors weren't in the film at mm-hmm. all, not in the marketing campaign. I wasn't sure if Ant-Man actually was in the posters. He was so small that you could see him. Uh, <laughs> it would be kind of funny, that yeah. joke. But no, he just wasn't in it. So it's intriguing. That definitely can be players in the next one. I think that's... We don't know if uh, there's characters, yeah. you know, survived the I've got a funny. Split. I've got a funny feeling that that'll happen. They'll go back in time. I think either Captain America or Tony Stark will create a new gauntlet. They'll create an actual Infinity Gauntlet. But the thing is, the, the, the thing is that I'm not sure about this, right? Because see when Thanos clicked his fingers, the gauntlet was actually in pieces. It actually burnt. It was eroded. So I think you you can only really click your fingers once. I think you've got to create a new gauntlet every time. So maybe I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that there's something in that. The comics do. The, as I, I'm getting that from the comics. That happens in the comics, or it, or it alludes to it in the comics where. Either, I think it's Tony Stark in the comics that actually creates a, a, a new gauntlet and he then wields it to turn back, everything, to undo everything Thanos has done. However, by him doing that, it's such a... Because he's a human and Thanos is obviously an absolute beast of a man. He's not even a man. I think I think the, the, the effort on Tony Stark is too great and, it, and it, he sacrifices himself to click his fingers and turn everything back. So unfortunately for me, because I think... I really hope they don't go down that line because it was just, for me, sitting list, look, watching it now, it doesn't detract from me enjoying Avengers Infinity War. I just kind of know because everyone does die at the end, there's no way that they'll let that happen. There's no way that they'll leave that, leave it like that. What do you mean? So I think that they will bring everyone back. No, if not everyone... No, no, I think... So here's what I think. The people who faded are the ones we shouldn't worry about Aye. because they are the ones that will probably... Yeah, returned. Yeah. We already know, and this is the thing that's the problem with Disney and this multi yeah, universe. Deal. Stakeholders and you know people need to know films are coming out, therefore they release schedules of films. Yeah. Therefore we know Spider-Man 2 is scheduled to come out after Infinity War 2, if they call yeah. it that or whatever they decide to call yeah. it. We know a Black Panther 2 is now being scheduled to come out. We know that character's coming back. Yeah. Those characters faded, died in Infinity War. Yeah. How are they going to do that film if it's just people mourning their deaths? Yeah. Pretty depressing, I doubt it. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be back, and it's the ones who are remaining that the ones yeah. we should be worried about. The big hitters, probably Tony Stark, Chris Evans, Captain America. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that I think, you know, there will be some sort of sacrifice, mm-hmm. or uh, so Thor potentially as well. It'll be interesting to see which ones actually go. Those are the characters we should be worried about, the yeah. ones that actually are alive still. So Guardians 3, I think, is, is coming I out as well. I think there's a Guardians 3. If, you know, I don't think they're just going to have it as Guardian, and it's just, you know, yeah, Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, I just, I, I, uh, God, I feel so sorry I've for copied that Rocket joke Raccoon. from somewhere I read, but yeah, essentially, Guardian of the Galaxy would not be quite the same. Yeah. Him on his own, just sitting. I mean... Yeah, just thinking about that end scene as well. It was when Groot he started dying. That. I was just he like... apparently because um, the James is it James Gunn, mm-hmm. the director of Guardians. He he confirmed that he, the last word that Groot said was dad, and right. he's he's because he's fading right in front of Raccoon, and he say, calls him dad, Aye. and it's like man, that's heartbreaking. And of course, the worst was the Spider-Man one. For me, that was a uh, actually start, I'd, he, I'd, he starts sensing it. His yeah, um, spider sense senses, goes off. Yeah. That is, oh man, it's delayed. Nah, it's a kind yeah. of, it's and, it's more... because, and the thing is, is that I think because of Spider-Man's 
like instant regeneration. Mm. He's it's actually fighting it. Uh huh. So has so he's he's all he's already starting to fade, but his regeneration's uh-huh. fighting it. So it's like so that's why he was he able has, to have the source protracted yes, conversation uh, with uh, Tony, Tony Stark. Stark. Ah, that's that's that was tough to watch. That was amazing, and this is why this film is a is a, such a great film God, because it's just it's just like I could the only way I could maybe even describe it is it's like I've never been hit by a bus, <laughs> but it cannot. There's so many. I wouldn't even say rug pulls. It's just it's just. It's it, exhausting. This is the difference. We were talking about the DC films earlier, right? And they try and make you feel something for the characters, Superman and stuff yeah. like that. I didn't feel anything for Superman. I didn't no. really care. No. But the Marvel films have earned Aye, the, the, the deaths. N- n- the, the ten years. Uh, there's ten years worth of these characters. And, and it, up until this film, really, there hasn't been any major yeah. deaths where no one's came back. Yeah. Things like that. So... To now feel that these characters are really dying, obviously we know again. I've just yeah. said Spider-Man isn't going to die, but it was it was still horrible to see him as a young. It was horrible to watch. Whereas Loki and things like that, they are like these are death. These deaths are going to yeah. stick. It's going to be unlikely he's coming back. Vision, I'm not sure about. Mm, I don't think it's. I um, don't think I kind of want Vision back. To be I, honest, I'm not. Yeah, Vision was one of the ones that I'm I'm, I'm less. Uh, less care for yeah. uh, out of them all I like the storyline in terms of you knew what was coming for him yeah, he had knew, it was uh, going to be uh, pe- perilous uh, for him but that was to me all that really interested about him as a character Yeah, I don't feel the chemistry with uh, Wanda uh, see to be honest uh, Scarlet Witch uh, yeah. was quite so if we talk if we talk about the kind of main scene between them it was really interesting because it was all filmed in Edinburgh mm-hmm. um, however I've never seen Edinburgh so quiet <laughs> because there was Seagun up that street and then they're just about to go up to the Royal Mile um, there was not one single person yeah, on it, it looked like a studio yes um, but it was, it was actually the streets of Edinburgh yeah. um, I loved it there was, a, there was a, when they stopped to look in at the, the, the TV you could still see the um we will deep fry your Aye. Mars bar. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> amazing. Oh, there's a good plug for the yep. Scottish diet. Aye. Uh, I love that. However, I I just didn't really like the whole kind of that whole romance. It, I, I suppose that you know what I, I suppose the film needed some form it, of it some the, form yeah. of that escape. It needed a wee so bit of the human down. connection, yeah. a wee bit of the slow pacing because it was a pacey film. It was fast paced. Yeah. It was trying to get you from one place to the other switching mm. from different styles of comedy I did, from Guardians I did, think and... that, I did think Vision although he is almost like a, a a far superior being in terms of strength he can fly he can, he can zap the you know he can use the soul stone he's mm. got mm. is it the soul stone? no, 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 no it's the mind stone so he can blast laser from this mi- he's a really powerful scene in the, against Ultron in, um, and in Civil War he was very weak in this as an actual fighting character because he gets he gets w- wounded very quickly, but can't somehow recover. And even the Ebony Mo- it's Ebony Moz too. I, I don't know what their names are. Um, I cannot remember. The, 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 almost the big kind of one, the big rock kind of almost looking yep. guy, and the and the and the, the woman warrior. They they wound him. And then they actually make a comment and say, I thought you would actually be able to regenerate quicker because you're a machine. And I, so did I. Mm. I thought it would be, he kind of just almost acted like a man. Um, the fight scene is good because then it's, it's at that point where we're reintroduced to Captain America and Black Widow. Do, so, one thing that I, no, no one else outside of Scotland will probably notice this, right? But see when Chris Evans is standing across the platform, they're actually in Edinburgh Waverley. Oh, are they? Right, and do you see how fast that train passed? I can't remember. So, see, so he's standing there. You see the silhouette, 
and a train goes by and I'm not kidding it literally looks about 100 mile an hour <laughs> for anyone listening to this who's not in, has never been in Edinburgh Waverley the max I think the max mile per hour is like 5 miles per hour because it's all there's, that's literally the end of the line so there's no chance that a train would go by that quick uh, that's, that's probably just the power of films uh, that's probably just picking up from there but uh, it's funny. it was it was good seeing it was, it was interesting seeing them filming in uh, yeah, I like that. Uh, Always get a bit of a kick. So yeah, you see yeah, it's got. Hey, uh, look, we're on the big film. Yeah, so there's that. I mean, again, I, I suppose it was, it was much needed. At the time, I was probably just hell bent on God, give me more Thanos, give me more, mm-hmm. you know, that. And it was, it was. But I suppose when you look at it, I was, I was a wee bit critical of the, of there being too much and too, too much action and too much heavy pacing and at fast pacing. Do you think there is? No, I thought. I, I, in my initial viewing, when I just came out, I thought, God, that there was a lot to take in there. It is a lot to take in. It is but a film that des- deserves multiple uh, viewings, and that's a good thing, because it's got depth. It is a film that, while watching it, there is slow moments. It does not just... No, 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 yeah, ra- it, it does have nicely paced moments. Yeah. Great speech from Thor, when he's talking to the Guardians, and yeah. just kind of... He kind of sums up kind of what's happened, I think, with his dad, and, yeah. and things like that, and... Yeah, it, it it's nicely paced. I think that the Russos got it right mm-hmm. for a film where they're trying to tell this massive story yeah. and establish the character of Thanos. They make the right decisions. They don't give too much time to the, the henchmen. We don't need to care about them. No. We just know these guys are pretty yeah. badass. Pretty... I did think uh, Ebony Mob is dispatched rather quickly and easy. How I can't even remember. So, the, so he, so they, um, Tony Stark. How did they? How did they come about to meet? Actually. Because it's Tony Stark is talking to um, Doctor Strange, or is it does talk, Doctor Strange go to Tony Stark? I think it, I think it's that Tony, Doctor Strange Tony Stark. Went, Tony Stark and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow running. Yeah. Tony Stark. Uh, Doctor Strange appears and starts telling him about. That's yeah. a great scene. Aye. And then it kind of all goes when they walk back to. Do they go to Doctor Strange's? They go to the New York um, Sanctum. Sanctum. Um, and then obviously that's when. Bruce Banner or Hulk is being launched into into space, so he kind of comes down almost like a meteorite, um, and he then starts to make these. He's saying, oh, "We need to watch out that Thanos is coming. He's yeah. coming." So obviously, I think Doctor Strange is aware of that. He knows that's happening, but Tony Stark's kind of going, "Right, well, hold on a minute. Who is this Thanos?" And blah blah blah. Um, and then there's a really good scene where Ebony Moss is. You see the the cars getting blown away, and it's you know it's absolute bedlam on the street. Ah, it was it was a bit where I actually got goosebumps. So see when they stand in front of them, and then when Tony Stark starts to walk towards them, and he takes off his he takes oh, off yeah. his glasses, and it's in super slow motion, and his whole his whole uh, Iron Man suit comes on him. I thought, man, he just fucking looks so badass. Yeah, it was cool, great scene. Um, I mean, like he just looks, he's kind of like, no, I've got this. And then just walks towards them. It's kind of like that's the this nanotechnology that he's developed. Yeah. <laughs> Very convenient. Or stole from uh, the Wakandans. Yeah, of uh, course. Yeah. So, but when he walks, it's like, do you know what? That's the that's the Tony Stark that you want because when you remember him back in Iron Man three, he was this absolute reduced to a mess because mm-hmm. of the anxiety from a bit like that. No, that's mm-hmm. that's that's the Iron Man I want mm-hmm. to see. Um, which was good. They have that fight there and. The Ebony Maw captures 
Doctor Strange takes them up in the, the their sort of spaceship. Tony Stark goes after them, uh, but so does Spider-Man, obviously I against the, the behe- to the behest of I Iron Man. Spider-Man in this film was one of my favourites. Again, I loved Civil War for his inclusion, yeah. and I love Spider-Man Homecoming. I think Spider-Man is hilarious and amongst all these like ultra-badass superheroes, yeah. and he's trying to remember people's names. And he's, <laughs> he's, just, he's there just to impress Tony Stark. Yeah. Where the, the world is, uh, the fate of the world, uh, you know, is... Uh, <laughs> Am I an Avenger yet? I just love you know? it. I think it's hilarious. There's a funny scene between him and Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is like, who are you anyway? It's like, oh, I'm, I'm the Spider-Man. And Do- he's like, no, I know, he's the opposite. He says, I'm Peter Parker. Oh, and then he, and then he says, I'm Doctor Strange. <laughs> and he's like, oh, we're using more made-up names. Yeah. <laughs> and Doctor Strange is just like looking at him like, what? I think some of the best comedy in the film comes from the interactions between Spider-Man, Tony Stark and Doctor Doctor Strange. That team, ah, if you if you uh, think if you think of the way the film is like split, so you've got those three who are on who are trying to take the fight to Thanos and go to Titan. Then you've obviously got Thor, who's in with the, with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Wanda and Vision are kind of they're doing their own thing, but then they team up with Captain America and Black Widow, um, and then essentially they all sort of come together in Wakanda mm-hmm. where the final battle is so that is really good but I, I, I preferred of all the kind of different sort of like we cliques almost if you like uh, for me the, it was definitely stronger between Stark, Strange I and Spider-Man I just loved Spider-Man. The, the interactions between Strange and Tony Stark aye, first aye. time they've really met Yeah, and they, they just the the banter between the two is great. Yeah. I then loved it. I think t- I just love. I think I've really come round to Tony Stark. Initially, I wasn't sure if I liked him from when I first watched the first Avengers film. I, I, I wasn't sure if I, I liked his, his style of comedy. Oh, I'm really. Li- he was so funny when he was then mixing with the Guardians. Yeah. These yeah. like this ragtag group. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're just kind of hopeless. They somehow get the job yeah. done, and he's then mixing with them. And I think he is actually reduced to speechlessness. Yeah. At uh, one of the stupidity. I think it was Drax or someone. Uh, he ah, just he's just kind of like what. <laughs> and uh, he just—it's just funny, really well written. The Guardians, we've mentioned them. I—they're one of my least. I think they were fav- uh, uh, kind of yeah. favorites. I, I've recently just watched the second one, and it's probably one of the it's weakest. A, it's a weakest of, me, uh, of the whole Marvel definitely, series. Definitely. Their style of comedy a bit sillier, a bit. I don't. I don't know why liked, it doesn't click see, with me. Well, see, the thing is, is, out of all of them, I really liked Drax. I liked, I loved Drax in the first one, and the second one they kind of play up to it because mm. they knew, they know everyone liked his sort of style. I just, I just thought there was times where their jokes in this just went on too long. For example, when Drax was standing and he's, he's saying I'm invisible, mm-hmm. that was funny, but it went on too long. A wee bit, a wee bit. Yeah, and then, and then you've got Chris Pratt, Pratt that's trying to bounce off him, and Chris Pratt's trying to kind of. Is that? I think Chris Pratt is one of the ones that I'm for some reason just not. As more time has passed, I'm le- I'm less liking him. That character. No, yeah. I like Chris Pratt as an actor. I just, I just, I don't feel, I don't find his lines funny, and uh, I also don't think he really like the emotional stuff going on later on with Gamora. Didn't I? Didn't, I didn't buy it. Feel no, I didn't he, buy it. I think he didn't have the same kind of. Uh, pathos that yeah. maybe someone else could have had, so I, it didn't really work for me as much. I you liked... do get, you do, you do get like, and I, again, I kind of feel sorry for him because you do get really angry at Star Lord because they literally are a, are a, you know, a, a, a tug. I think Spider Man or Iron Man are, is a tug away from getting the gauntlet off Thanos's arm. Yeah, 
and that's when Starlock because so building up to that Thanos has went and he's got the um, in fact there's a couple of really great scenes actually that's why I, that's one of the things I loved about Avengers Infinity War because you can actually break it down to different scenes mm-hmm. so for example there's the scene where he goes for, to get the reality stone and they go back to nowhere where Benicio Del Toro's character is and you see Benicio Del Toro getting that's interrogated yeah do you see him getting interrogated by Thanos um, and the Guardians this is when you first sort of get involved with the Guardians and again I go back to that selfishness of people saying right don't attack Thanos but Drax is that hell bent on you know he's like he killed my wife and you know all this kind of stuff so he's trying to get to him and then finally Gamora Gamora you think uh, mortally wounds Thanos however this has all been a different reality and Thanos that then turns it back to what actually nowhere is actually like and it's all in flames and he's destroyed it love that scene great scene and it showed the the, the the sort of mixed emotions Gamora had yeah. for Thanos because she, she hates tra- him she wants cried. to kill she him died. but it's instantly when she thinks she's killed him yeah. she starts grieving yeah. amazing to show the, the dynamic in a very short sequence it establishes what their history has yeah. been yeah. and you can imagine the sort of kind well, of mental abuse she's yeah, had to face because he uh, although he is this brute you know destroyer of the universe almost right he well, I say this, this is going to sound very, very hyper, uh, hypocritical, but when he is when he is ordered his men to wipe out all of Gamora's race, he he still has that, almost tries to be that kind of caring and tries to get her to concentrate on something else so she doesn't have to see it. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So he, I think he has that internal conflict where he, he, he knows what's right, but he's just so hell-bent on... on trying to balance it's all about this balance uh-huh. but he, he's a, he can still understand that this is just a young child and she doesn't need to see it her, her family getting you know slain yeah and then obviously so from the the scene from nowhere he then captures gamora and then that goes that leads to getting the soul stone so in order for him to get the soul stone we see um i don't know if hugo weaving's actually it's not him it's not him i didn't think it was uh, it's uh, an impersonator he, he's in game of thrones i thought i was i didn't think it was hugo weaving i think he's something uh, marquand uh yeah. his first name. So basically it's the red skull he gives a brief explanation in terms of how he went from being the head of hydra to on this random uh, planet guarding the soul stone mm-hmm. but what you what you then i knew exactly what was going to happen as soon as they step up to the to the big I know. Drop. but then it, it then and that's where you can maybe can say is gamora also a culprit for what i mean she must have known or not must have known she did try and kill him and didn't, she thought she was confident mm. she could yeah. kill him yeah but she of course has to be sacrificed yeah uh, by thanos to get that stone yeah. but thanos does he does shed a tear yeah you know, it does. He he again and then, and again. It's that. It's that. He has he has conflicted because he knows what he's doing is wrong. He knows that he loves this girl. However, nothing will. He, he says it throughout the film. Nothing will stop him from 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 his aim, his end game, which is the balance of the of the universe. Mm-hmm. And then he obviously uh, sacrifices Gamora to get the Soul Stone, and that's really the last piece of the puzzle before he goes to he, Earth, he goes. Boy? No, I think he goes to Titan. Oh yeah, I think he goes to Titan, and then it's Earth to get the Mind Stone mm-hmm. from uh, Vision. Vision. Um, I love the battle that he, when he when he turns when he rocks up in Titan. Absolutely love the battle between because essentially I don't know where. Th- in fact, no Thor goes to. Thor goes to to make his new hammer, 
at that point, doesn't he? So he leaves the Guardians, he takes Rocket and Groot, and he leaves the rest of the Guardians. Then the Guardians go to Titan, uh, meet up with Tony Stark, Strange and that, and then that battle is just... It's so good. It's so good. And it, again, there's so many twists and turns. You think Doctor Strange is going to let Tony Stark die, and then he says there's one outcome, but he doesn't share any information on it. And Tony, and Tony Stark's just kind of going, right, okay, so we've got a chance then. It's kind of like, well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> if you're a betting man. <laughs> Aye. Uh, and then that battle is amazing because you think Tony Stark's going to die. You know, Thanos still spares Tony Stark's life. He does give him his word. He spares his life for the Time Stone um, and then leaves yeah, and, that's and the thing. Titan. He has this monstrous villain capable of, well, eradicating half the universe. Yeah. Not a great guy. But he does seem to test people, and if they live up to his idea of what he... Um, yeah, I mean, it's, so, it's sort of, almost like that. Of, kind he, of, puts them, he makes people make tough decisions. Yeah, it's like they a code, do it. isn't it? Uh-huh. It's like a warrior code. And he kind like, of respects yeah. it, almost. It's quite an interesting character trait. Yeah. And that's why, again, more three-dimensional than yeah. your, you know, your typical Cause in comic fact, book Eb- Ebony, I'm sure Ebony Maw and some of his troops say it, it's like, if I go back to Thanos without the time because Ebony Maw's trying to extract oh, the time yeah, stone that's right. he, he says, mm-hmm. if I go back to Thanos without the time stone, uh, there's no mm-hmm. uh, I'm almost as good as dead yep. so he's got that expectations even amongst his own men. And it's interesting to hear that from these characters who aren't given much screen time in terms of otherwise just, yeah. you know, doing the whatever deed they've got to do yeah. it's interesting to then that's a line of dialogue that gives them you understand a wee bit what the situation's like Aye, with them as with well them. the dynamic between they've him got to them. stop it nothing uh-huh. to, to get it it's um, great a great storytelling uh, yep there's <laughs> so much things you can say yeah. about this so then obviously I'm trying, I'm trying to think the things that are the, the other parts of the film where I absolutely loved I mean all of that was amazing I'd probably, I'd probably just quick, just briefly talk about the things that I didn't actually like. Doesn't again, it doesn't deter from my overall feeling of the film. Mm-hmm. I did not like after Thor gets his arse handed to him by Thanos right at the start. He, they ask and they ask Bruce Banner. He is in the. They're trying to get him to turn to the Hulk because they're saying, "Look, listen, we need you here." When it's the big final battle in Wakanda, and he can't change. So there's that internal conflict of he's trying to change into the Hulk, but the Hulk is almost afraid of Thanos, almost because he get he get beaten quite badly. Yeah. And I I just I, I didn't I just didn't like it. I didn't like that story arc. I, I hate and and I didn't like that plot device. I think they did it so they didn't have because the Hulk is so they would always the Hulk would just constantly attack him. Essentially, he doesn't have much. I don't know. I can't. There's a way to try and always stop yeah. avoiding the Hulk, just constantly trying to attack him and getting yeah. beaten, but. It wasn't the most... Uh, I found it irritating a wee bit. I remember one one of the bits I found funny, just because the way he was trying to kind of like... He looked so small and disheveled next to all these superheroes. Yeah, kind of like, I, Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo. Uh, yeah. I found it was kind of funny. And, and Tony Stark was embarrassed by it. I like uh, that. Come on, you're, the line you're you know, embarrassing me. Uh, kind of, what was it uh, called? When he can't change. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, yeah. And uh, that was kind of funny. But then it, it kind of happened a bit too often. And it wasn't as funny. Just, the, other just the brunt of the jokes. It was the brunt of the jokes in mm-hmm. for Ragnarok, but mm-hmm. I think it worked well because he could he could change into the mm-hmm. Hulk. But I didn't like it. And then when he went into the Hulkbuster, he, I thought this. I thought the actual CGI of him at sta- standing in the Hulkbuster, but with the Hulkbuster's hood open, mm-hmm. so you can see the actor while he was in it. I thought it looked really really cheap, and it just looked it looked fake. It I didn't did look fake. notice that myself. I'll need to rewatch it to, yeah. to check that yeah. out. Um, I was more or less. Impressed with the visuals um, throughout the film. Oh, that that was the only bit. This is where it needs to be watched a few more times to these things stick out. The other thing 
the other sequence I really liked. I liked how Thor got the the new hammer or axe, if you will. It almost looked it looked more uh, like an axe, more like, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Um, I did not like Peter. Is it Peter Dinklage or Drinklage? Dinklage. Oh my God! I just he's doing his Game of Thrones essentially, a bit lower, a bit huskier, but it's essentially him in oh, Game I just, of Thrones. I didn't, I didn't like uh, the humor his English of it. accent. Oh is my God. Terrible. Oh my God! It was just, it but, was so mess. For a film and a and a nineteen film mega trilogy or mega, you know, massive, what, series. massive series, they're usually absolutely bang on with the casting. You know, if you look at Tony, Tony Robert Downey Jr., I don't think there's anyone else that's that's fit to play that. Well, Peter Dinklage is usually he's a good actor. I do think he is a good actor. Oh. I think he was just miscast for this. But that's what I'm saying. They um, usually but get they, to... they obviously there is a Game of Thrones feel to this film. You haven't seen Game of Thrones, no. so you didn't notice it, but I did notice it. Constant rug pulling, almost. No, it's more like. Um, well, in Game of Thrones, way in which characters are sort of separated from who they're usually with, mm. and then having to go on journeys and travel and, yeah. and mingle with characters that have been, you know, elsewhere. Mm-hmm. The Guardians mixing with Thor, things like that. Yeah. That all felt very Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones has done that over the, the six or whatever, how many seasons now, where characters from entire different sides of the realm are suddenly yeah. mingling and it's brilliant story. They, they make the, the, mm-hmm. the narration work. Um, and that's what reminded me of Game of Thrones. There was a couple of... Uh, and, and just having him in it as well was a... I just didn't... I just... I never, I never got it straight away. It was just the accent. It was the humour. It was just no, mm. not for me. Yeah, not for me. Not one of my highlights, I would say. The probably the film. You could, you could say that the film did suffer for the fact that there actually was so much to jam in, and even in a two and a half hour film, you again, as we said at the start, you could have probably had another half an hour. Probably. And because I wouldn't have minded too much. If you if you if you look at it like when I when I it, it was almost as like and it could be a good thing or a bad thing. When a death happens, it's kind of like oh my god, Loki's dead. But then they go on and it's hundred mile an hour with action, right? Okay, so and then you're kind of like that. Hold on a minute, Loki just died, but then this is, this is Doctor Strange. Yeah, you taking don't have much time no, to really no, process. What that's why happened. that's why I think to sum up the experience of Infinity mm-hmm. War, it's almost as if you've been hit by a bus. Uh-huh. Not really get much time to think about. I think what, I enjoyed that about it. Well, I. Aye. And it wasn't like there isn't a lot of deaths essentially. There's the three no, that mainly stick: yeah. Loki and Heimdall, and then it's well, Vision really. There's not really anyone in between. Mm. And then it's your well, dustings. Oh, Gamora, of course, yeah. Gamora. And that is a that's a major. But one. that's what I'm saying. That even even when Gamora dies, so it's like she's she probably has a major part in it. It's same as Loki. But when Gamora dies, he basically just gets he, he wakes up in a in a, a puddle uh, essentially, and then just goes. Oh well, that's that. I'm just going to go with Titan and get the time stone then. Yeah. So it's yeah. Like, you know, there's no. But again, it could, again, I'm not saying it that I didn't. I think this. I'm just saying I think I could understand if some viewers might go, God, I need time to process that, and then they're going to Titan, and then and then it's the 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 emotion of oh my God, they're about to get the gauntlet off, and then you feel hatred towards Star Lord, mm-hmm. or or you know, not hatred, but like you know, you're it's you're angry the fact that it's like just wait yeah you know wait until they get the gauntlet off although although you she's do you know that's actually really funny i've seen a gif on instagram see in the first gardens of the galaxy film star lord says to gamora ah, well i don't really care if you live or die oh really <laughs> and then it jumps to yeah. it jumps to that scene yeah it's like uh literally just about to save the entire universe yeah. he actually does care if she lives or yeah. dies oh, that's quite actually a good cycle Aye. round Aye. Um, who was your favourite character I would probably have to say it's difficult because it's, I actually think 
I don't know if it was deliberate, but I actually thought Captain America never get the screen time that I probably thought he would have. I think they're building him up for, for the, next the next one. one. Yeah. They had to make sacrifices in screen time. He got more time, of course, in Civil War, well, his, course, series, his series, and also yeah. I'd say the other Avengers films. He was a major yeah. uh, player. Thor in the in the last one in Thor Ultron wasn't was in it. slightly. Thor wasn't even in Civil War. No, it's not in Civil War, but I mean, even in, in Age of Ultron, yeah. he was slightly less of the story focus. Whereas this time, guy. this this film gave Thor. A major part yeah. of the, the screen yeah. time. It was a lot of uh, Tony Stark, a lot of Thor, and the Guardians kind of as a whole. I really um, see, the, see the thing is, and there's a, a lot of people that don't actually like Doctor Strange. Like my I wife really Amy, like Doctor my Strange. wife Amy actually actually got a bit exhausted with with she, she after after Avengers. She said I didn't really like Doctor Strange, oh, I and like I was that. like, I I think, and that's what I'm saying about the casting. Yeah, like Benedict Cumberbatch was was. He just looks like Doctor yeah, Strange. He's yeah. just got that. He's a, he is a strange-looking guy, yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch, but it's like he just fits for Doctor Strange. It's the same as Chris Hemsworth for Thor, even with long hair or short hair. Oh, I mean, Tony Stark for Iron Man. Even Chris Evans for Captain America. Just that kind of, you know, you know, clean-cut, fucking beautiful-looking man. I, I was just <laughs> about to I mean? say, the risk of sounding uh, maybe swing the other way, Yeah, right. I thought I couldn't stop. You're looking at how his hair, I was just like, this guy, <laughs> you know, even with the beard, this guy looks awesome. Even, even looking like the nomads with the beards, yeah. but he's just like, he's just even when he's been been battered in a in a fight, it's just like this guy this still is, looks like a model. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. And he looked cool from a costume point of view. The sort like of SWAT the, the, looking, uh, the, dark, the darker dark, costume. His costume's basically just been almost no, like, on, out. like I liked him. The changes that these yeah. characters are on the run. And I the, actually the think changes. he only has twelve lines in the whole. Twelve film. lines. Twelve yeah. lines, which is amazing. Bucky only has four. Well, Bucky, he's a, see, he's a side see, To be honest, I I liked Bucky in Winter Soldier. I actually think he's he was the main sort of he was the main sort of plot for Civil War because that it was it was essentially yeah, he Captain America's sort of one of emotional arcs has always been his attachment to Bucky yeah. and trying to defend him against you know Tony Stark obviously well, in Civil I think, War I think, and I things think, like that. I think Captain America sees why he's obviously he been sees brainwashed. the humanity in him. Yeah, he's been and... brainwashed because if you if you read the passage from that book you can basically control him he's, he's essentially can he's, you can control him and tell him to do whatever you want and that's what hydra did to kill tony stark's mum yep. and dad again tony stark in civil war doesn't actually see it that way and he just kind of says but i, I think if i side on somebody's side i'm definitely with tony stark on that one oh, having well, to watch your parents yeah. uh, it's going to be hard to let what, that one what go. i think what i think captain america is again he's trying to do is like but listen tony i know he did it so you can be angry but he didn't do it yes. of his own will. He yes. didn't do it. He yeah. was made. To, he was. He was brainwashed to do it. Mm. So it, it's I think such it was a conflict. The the fact that Captain America knew sort of and also that, had that, it. Well, that's why Tony Stark. I would be that, raging. I, that was the main thing about Tony Stark because he was. It was like, but you knew. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I can. I can get. But I think till you see Tony Stark, like, right, I can get past the fact that he never did it, but he did it. I think but it's you, the you. treachery of the fact Aye. that this friend of his has, you know, that's a pretty big thing not Aye. to review. Aye. So, yeah, yeah. so Winter Soldier, I'm not really, I, I, I loved Captain America Winter Soldier, and I liked him in Civil War. I just wasn't really that bothered about him he in this. He didn't have enough to, no. to really do. He was, uh, they had to sideline people. I think Black Panther was similar in that vein. Um, after just watching Black Panther, God, was focus, he was quite, that, uh, he was it's like, um, he's a newcomer to the series. They had to focus on the main story. He's mm. they've set a lot of it on Wakanda, so it's not like the Black Panther 
continuity in storyline didn't affect the film. Yeah, the major main, main, you know, main battle, main battle was set there. Wakanda. So the actual character himself, yeah. um, you know, didn't have a lot to do, not a lot of lines. But yeah. I just think he looks cool. I think the Black Panther costume yeah. is awesome, and I was just happy to see him in there. When he faded away, that was one of the first major ones that I, I you know, I couldn't believe. Yeah. I was just like, oh, the Black Panther. You know, it wasn't until maybe I think a, a few of them started fading that I realised, well. The, Clearly, this yeah, it's not going to like. Happen, I can't believe what I'm seeing here, but I was yeah. like, this is they're going to have to find a way to get some of these yeah. characters back because Black Panther, Spider Man are definitely having uh, other films. But yeah, amazing. Um, my favorite character. Well, I don't know. Did you have it? I don't know. I'd probably say Thanos. Yeah, I'm between Thanos and Thor. I think uh, establishing Thanos, they've done that really well. Mm. We haven't mentioned Josh Brolin. Yeah, uh, he's, he's. I think he delivers the lines yeah, perfectly. Yeah, he's good. Uh, got a great presence. The uh, CG work, apparently, of course, apparently he got stacked to play Thanos. Yeah, that's actually it's not CGI. It's actually Josh Brolin. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is unheard of. Aye, he uh, got a prosthetic to fit the radiator. Yeah, chin. <laughs> yeah. I mean that is an interesting look he that's has. A great chin. Um, and his arms are like tree trunks. Oh, he's huge, like huge uh, things. May I say the CGI on Thanos? I think top half is. Amazing. Mm. Like, there's a lot of close-ups to Thanos's face, and it just looks on point. Yeah, I really, I really liked it. I really bought into him as a as a villain in terms of the menace he had when he was on screen. You just know it all go very badly. But Thor, I loved where he is now in terms of uh, the comedy element. I think yeah. they always he, Chris Hemsworth is just. He's so good at it. Just, he's just he's, he knows the character uh-huh. inside out, doesn't he? I mean, he's played them. It's the same as Tony Stark and and all that kind of stuff. It's just, I think for these guys, it's probably just bread and butter. It's comfort zone, mm-hmm. you know. And depending depending on how different a, a director wants them to play it, it's just like they're probably still like, but I, 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 I've got this, guys. Yeah, you know, I've got it, and I know how to play it. I really um, like the line when Thor is um, being given the eye from oh, Rocket. Yeah. And Rocket, as he's putting it in, uh, you should, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to tell him how I got that. Out yeah, of uh. <laughs> stuff like that. Little lines. I think Rocket was good out of the Guardians. I like. I like. I Groot think was funny. About every I think time there that was, was the uh, thing that I laughed uh, at. Every time you seen Groot, they'd be walking through the derelict base or base or whatever, uh, and it, you just hear the sounds of like a, this. It was like a Game Boy or yeah. something, whatever. Uh, I know it's just that kind of very like, kind of angsty teenager. Yeah, you know, couldn't care what was going you on. You can around. tell he's. <laughs> it's like you can tell his voice is breaking. Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> I, I am Groot. Uh, <laughs> no, I liked I liked Groot. He, he, he kind of, to be honest, when you think on it, actually a, a a a massive part to play in the film because they he couldn't get the handle for the the new weapon for Thor's new weapon, and he, he sacrifices his you know arm essentially. Yeah. I don't know. He can grow it back, but I know. It's like he's like you know. Well, yeah, no, he definitely. After uh, after him just sitting playing his Game Boy, he's kind of like, oh, no, oh, you can use that. Yeah. <laughs> ah, so good. It's a it's a great film. I mean, you even just sitting here thinking on it now, I, I really want to watch it again. Yeah, me too, definitely. We don't have too much time. Uh, well, I'll I'll talk with. The, so we've kind of half mentioned some of the things we had issues with. You had an issue with the Hulk in yeah. terms of the dilemma going on between him. Um, a wee bit of issue with, you know, I didn't really bother me so much, but I can see why people who aren't familiar with the films would have an issue with trying to follow anything yeah. that's going on. Yeah. So there's a bit of a qualification going in. You need to kind of know what's going on. I would say one of the things that slightly irked me a little was the lack of screen time to essentially the female, female characters. I was going to say Scarlett was, Johansson is... 
Uh, I think there. they could have done more with with Scarlett Johansson. Um, well, Wanda Koya um, didn't get too much. She had yeah. a couple of great like looks. Yeah. Just uh, she <laughs> conveyed kind of a lot of comedy from yeah. that. But there was a fight scene they were clearly building up to. It was a triple threat essentially. I think I think it was a Koya yeah. and Black Widow yeah. and one of the the. The, the female henchman, henchman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then as soon as they're about to start fighting it cut away back to the Hulk uh-huh. and I remember I was like no I want to see uh, this, this uh, and that was to me that was a missed opportunity yeah. obviously pacing probably was the issue things like that but I felt as if that could have been worn where they gave some time to yeah I, I think if, uh, again I think they'll probably be more uh, prevalent in the next film but Black Widow Captain America never really it, you know, I think the next film will time. be their film. It'll yeah. be more. The balance will shift back to them, uh, and and it, it might be less of Thor because he, who knows, he might still have some unfinished know, business. Unfinished right. business, but like there is less characters now to to have. Obviously, we well the very end. Well, we'll Captain need to, Marvel, of uh, course. Well, it'll be a female. That'll be. Um, well, I mean, I suppose on that, right? So let's look at that scene. So. Yeah, the post credit scene. The post credit sting. Typical uh, Marvel. So it's Nick Fury. Nick Fury. We haven't seen in a few films. It's not Cut Agent Carter. What's her name? Yeah, I can't remember. Aye. Right. So she, they're driving, and then obviously the the world starts to just go tits up in front of them. People start crashing cars, but when Nick Fury opens the car door, nobody's there because they're obviously vanishing, um, and it does. She, uh, the his sidekick, she goes, and then Fury. I don't know if he. I don't know if he knows what's happening. It almost seems as if he knows what's yeah, happening. Yeah, kind of. So that's why he then so decides to page Cap- Captain Marvel. I know what a weird uh, so, technology decision so they've got there. The, the thing is, is that why? I suppose the question, and we're obviously going to find out the answer when we watch Captain Marvel yeah. in the next Avengers film. But why does it take Nick Fury, who doesn't know what's really happening, but thinks? There might be a chance of this is an absolute cataclysmic universal disaster. I'll page her now. Mm. Yeah, like... So where was she during the New York yeah. invasion? Where was she during Ultron? I'm hoping that the, her film will establish what why she wasn't available. Set, apparently it's set in the 90s. So is she, is so she... Something can happen at the end of that film then that establishes why she to, isn't available. So to, there is yeah, ways they can to. get around this. It's not... You know they'll find a way. Yeah. I just hope you know. Um, but it, it is it raises questions. Yeah. It is it was slightly cheesy, but it was kind of cool. You know, well, obviously, you know that that's the the build up. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I just hope it. I mean, I, I, when I say I hope, I've never really been disappointed with a Marvel film to be honest, apart from one or two in the in the whole series of films. So, you know, if 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 a if a studio is going to going to get it right. It's going to be Marvel, and I think having her like sh- over sh- uh, kind of fore- foreshadowed like that gives yeah. me an, an, the, the idea that she'll be a bigger part, a focus of the next mm-hmm. one. So that'd be quite good in terms of the shift to having a yeah. bit more females and in in bigger I mean, roles. I mean, even when you think on Thanos, though, like it doesn't Thanos is still injured. Can he not heal himself? But I don't know. I because, don't know how. Because, well, how does it work? They gone, they, 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 they lose their juice and well, then, but but they, they, you need to have them. I don't know if he can. I don't know if he can wield them separately. But the gauntlet is the gauntlet is is like it, you see it being crushed. You see it eroding and melting away mm-hmm. once he's clicked his fingers. So I don't know if I don't know if it's a one-time effort. Well, then his plan's kind of useless because to. You have to re, you know, have to keep rebuilding. Population in seventy years' time yeah. essentially is going to be back to what it was, and that's a bit 
it would have it would have to keep rebuilding the yeah. a gauntlet to, yeah. to to use it. Uh, who knows? The, the his plan kind of falls apart when you start analysing yeah. it. It's typical comic book, ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, you know, all he wanted was just to kill half the universe and sit in a wee a wee farmhouse yeah. up on top of a hill and just look out and into the, the sunset. Smile. Uh, smile with an axe in his chest. <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be a fascinating next year to see where they how they end mm-hmm. this um, and going forward what their plans are afterwards. They haven't really released. A lot of. Sorry, that's my <laughs> sausage dog trying to get in on the action. She likes Avengers Infinity War 2, don't you? Certainly doesn't want to chat. Yeah. Yes, yes, she likes it. Aye. More Groot, she says. Aye. No, uh, I think it's going to be fascinating to see where they go with this and what their plans are after it. How many films are they going to keep making? Money Machine, of course. Money will talk. So is there a phase four? Is there, or is it just going to be phase out? Who yeah. knows? It's a shame that... The, that the, the deaths that we see in that film aren't as hard hitting they're hard to watch it's undoubted yeah. but they aren't as hard hitting and lasting because we know that we're going to see a Spy- Spider-Man Tom Holland come back yeah. we know we're going to see Black Panther coming back so that that lasting impression isn't quite the same yeah. if we didn't know this film's getting made but hey that's just how the modern world works you know stockholders want to know yeah. these films are coming out I, think- I mean, even off the back of that, it's, you know, there's a couple of things that I've said in the film that I didn't like, but do you know what? It wasn't anywhere near enough to to, to say that actually it, it sways towards the point where I didn't enjoy it because of them. Like, for example, for example the, the Peter Dinklage bit, I, I actually really didn't like his character. It ruined mm-hmm. the whole... I just, I just didn't like his character. I didn't like the, the Banner-Hulk conflict, but do you know what? It was, it was almost mediocre. Mm-hmm. The thing that really, the the thing that nearly put a cat amongst the pigeons was the fact that a train went past Haymarket <laughs> at 100 <laughs> mile an hour when yeah, it's almost impossible. <laughs> not apart from noticing the thing about the the, the lack of the female characters in the in the bigger roles, uh, nothing really bothered me too much. Some of the Marvel jokes just didn't work. Uh, not Marvel jokes, the Guardians jokes didn't work for me as well, but. I didn't track too much. You were moving from characters so quickly that it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. You know, you were then back to your characters that you liked, the Spider-Man scenes and things like that. So I didn't have an issue. And Thanos yeah. is always captivating. So. So out of. Uh, yeah. Right. So let's give us the give us what yeah, we'll score. To, right. So what would you say? It's a five-star film. Yeah. It's it's right up there. It's it's a culminating on the the ambition and the the risk that this film has led to. You know, like that to me that there's a success on nearly every point, and yeah. of course there's going to be things with this amount of characters. Of course there's going to be a feeling that some are shortchanged, but to me they were given enough time and something to do. There were still lines that I really enjoyed. The the dialogue between Steve Rogers and uh, Groot was one of my favourites. Oh, I, I am Groot. I'm uh, Steve Rogers. I am Steve Rogers. Like even Steve Rogers, that was one of his his twelve lines. But again, uh, it was so memorable and funny that, I, that again made you know I loved that. So yeah, I just love this film. It makes me just kind of want to keep seeing it. Um, I want to see it again in the cinema and let things that washed over me the first time really sink in. And it also makes me want to watch all of the other Marvel films. I know, I know. Like take a week off work and watch every single one of them. I'm yeah. the same. It's a five star film. There's no question whether it's a, whether I, I decide it's a low star five or I'm almost mid. I think it wouldn't get above a mid. Nah, it's it's probably it's low to mid. But then again, now, what, what we're we talking about here because it's, if you if you're going once high you get five, to, once you get to five, it's that, that's six. a high yeah. recommendation. You yeah. should, if you like any of these kind of films, you yeah, it's need definitely to see a five star. And definitely you probably have seen it if you're listening to this. So and as I say, I don't think there's enough in it to 
detract from that five rating. Mm-hmm. You know, although there was point, points where I thought, mm, didn't really like that, but, you know, not definitely five star. Yep. Two and a half hours of sheer... Sheer enjoyment. Uh, pain. Yeah. Emotion. I mean, that that was the, the, the sort of... The Empire Strikes Back sort of dour, you know, grim ending times, you know, a million. But you know in The Return of the Jedi, or you know in the next film it's not going to it's not going to finish like that? Well, that's fine. Uh, the, the, you kind of want that. It's escapist fun. That's fine with me, you know. I, I'm there for the journey, and mm. I'm certainly enjoying it so far. It could just fall into, it could just fall into being predictable, the next one. That's the only thing. Uh, maybe. But I'm gonna give this. This they haven't fallen short so far. So I'm is gonna that, give them all. Is, is that film? Is that film? The pro. I suppose it's the problem. You know, there's gonna be a part two. You instantly start thinking, well, what can they do? And then you start. There's still so many characters at play. Yeah. That it's still gonna be a big film. God, even when you think of the scale of this film and the actors used. I mean, that's insane. Like, you know, even like Daniel Kaluuya. It's yeah. small, small yeah. part. You know, it's like it's crazy. Absolutely crazy, and the people that weren't involved in it was Martin Freeman in it. No, no, that was the one that I thought he might have been in it because of the the Wakanda connection. But no, just very, very massive. When you're seeing when you see the the titles roll at the very end, (laughs) just like oh my god. Yeah, Benicio del Toro. Ah, it's just such a Uh, such a tiny part. Sicario reunion. Yeah, aye, Josh. (laughs) Very different uh, dynamic between the two in this. Oh, it was just. Ah, it was so good. So good, definitely five star. Thoroughly recommend it. Yeah, I um, think uh, we'll pretty much finish on that then. Yeah. No closing thoughts. Um. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right, right, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> All right. You've been you. listening to the Capiche uh, Marvel uh, Avengers Infinity War spoiler special. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, um, we're probably kind of all over the place. It's just trying to discuss this film. There's so much to talk about. Yeah. Go and see it, essentially, and we're certainly going to go and see it again. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.